I have to make a confession to you. I have to get something off of my chest. You see, I've been here um, nine weeks and I have, to, I have to tell you this. I am a commandment breaker. <gasps> I know. I don't like it. Not proud of it. Not even sure what to do about it. But it's number four. Number four. It gets me every time. I mean, I'm pretty good with the other nine. I mean, I am. I'm pretty good with the other nine. Keep God, God. Check. Don't have any idols or um, graven images. And now that I know that Brett Favre isn't the second coming, I can put a check next to that one. All false gods will fall. <laughs> Love and respect your mom and dad. Check. Put a check next to, next to that one. You know, don't kill, don't steal, don't cheat. I can check, check, check on all of those. Don't, don't lie. I can put a check on that. Don't wish that my neighbor's stuff was my stuff. For the most part, I can put a check next to that one. But it's number four. Oh, I break number four all the time. You know number four, don't you? Number four. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God, and on it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or your daughter nor your manservant or your maidservant or your animals nor the alien within your gates, but in the six days. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them, but He rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. You got any other Sabbath breakers out there? Yeah, amen. Amen. You see, it was late in the semester. And all of the seminarians, our stress level couldn't have been any higher. You see, our final projects were coming due. Our final papers needed to be finished. Those final exams loomed larger with each passing day. Did every professor honestly think that the only class we had was theirs? Because the way that they were piling the homework on, you sure would think that they thought their class was the only class and the most important class. And as that semester was coming to an end, there seemed to be no light at the end of the tunnel. And that's when it happened. Now friends, all of my stories are true. But this one really happened. <laughs> think about that. I saw it. I witnessed it. I experienced it. And I will never forget it. It was a class called Pastor and the People. It was the introduction to church administration class. It was a good class. An important class. An inspiring class. And yes, it was a challenging class. And on this day, that professor was extolling to these seminary students the importance of Sabbath. The importance to teach on it, the relevance of preaching on it, the need to model it, but most importantly to this group of people who would be the future leaders of the church, this professor was giving us the call to take it, to take Sabbath, to take Sabbath rest. Well, 
the irony was missed on, not missed on anyone in the room except that professor. Here he was extolling the virtues of Sabbath rest to a bunch of overworked, glassy-eyed seminarian students who with the amount of homework that they were piling on top of us could not take a day off. To take a day off would have been a disaster. Sure, Professor, Sabbath, great idea. But come on, you can't be serious. And that's when a student raised his hand and asked the question that we all wish we had the gumption to ask. How is it that we can learn about Sabbath at seminary when you professors give us no chance to take it? Silence. Maybe it was a moment of clarity. Maybe a moment of guilt. Maybe a moment of inspiration. Whatever else it was, it was a moment that the Holy Spirit was at work because that professor paused and then without skipping a beat announced that he would be canceling the 25-page paper that was due at the end of the semester on one condition. That we would have used the time that we were to use on preparing for that paper for Sabbath, for rest, for relaxation, for reflection. We were not to use that time to do other work. Well, that room changed in an instant. All of a sudden there was light where only darkness had been before. It was as if grace was pouring in through the windows and seeping in under the doors. There was an excitement in the room that hadn't been felt since the first day of seminary. The woman next to me She started crying. Because she had been given the gift of Sabbath. You see, it will forever be known as the day that Sabbath came to the seminary. The Hebrews call it Shabbat. And it literally means work stoppage. It literally means labor strike. So the fourth commandment to take Sabbath rest is a holy decree, a holy desist from all things related to work one 24-hour period out of every week. God has commanded us to rest. Hmm. I mean, that's an interesting commandment, isn't it, to throw in there with the other ten? I mean, it doesn't seem to quite have the weight of the other ten. A commandment to take a day off in there with a commandment to have no other gods before me in there with a commandment about not killing or stealing or cheating on your wife. A commandment in there about not lying. There's this commandment about taking a day off. It just doesn't seem to fit. So why is it that God would command us to take Sabbath? Well, if you read the Scripture, you'll figure out that Sabbath has been with us from the very beginning. I mean, it's right there in that very first story. You remember how that first story went. God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God said, now this is good. And on the second day, God said, let there be day and night. And there was day and night. And God said, now this is good. And on the third day, God said, let there be trees. And there were trees. And God looked at the trees and said, now this 
is good. And on the fourth day, God said, let there be stars in the sky. And there were stars in the sky. And God looked at those stars and God said, now this is good. And on that fifth day, God said, let the waters be filled with fish and let the birds fill the sky. And there were birds in the water and there were birds in the air. And God said, now this is good. And on that sixth day, God said, let's make humanity, man and woman, let's make them together. And God created us. And God looked back and said, wow, now this is good. And on the seventh day, well, the seventh day was different than all the other six. This is what Scripture says happened on the seventh day. It's right there in that second chapter of Genesis. By the seventh day, God had finished the work He had been doing. So on the seventh day, God rested from all of His work. And God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it He rested from all the work of creating that He had done. On the seventh day, God took a day off. And I bet God said, now this is good. Built right into the fabric of creation is a, is a commandment to rest. An invitation to take a day off. An invitation to just take it all in. It's interesting that the culminating day of creation, the day that creation culminates to, culminates not in a party, but culminates in a day off. But if we're honest, taking Sabbath, Taking a break, taking a rest from all of the demands that circle us is much easier said than done. Especially in our culture. Taking Sabbath is counterintuitive. Did you know that the average American works 350 more hours a year than the average European works? Statistics show that almost 20% of Americans will not take a single day of vacation this next year. And we pastors, we're the worst Sabbath breakers of all. We're, we're the ones who are supposed to model what it means to live as God has called us to live among you. And yet, we are always taking on more work. And we are always adding on more stress to our lives. A recent study has shown that pastors are now the second most unhealthy profession in the world. Isn't that crazy? So it's no question why God commanded Sabbath. It wasn't a suggestion. It was a commandment. And so what is the Bible asking us to do? Well, I think it's asking us to do this. I think it's asking us to take our calendars out. To literally pull your calendar out and look at it. And then take a pencil or a pen and find one 24-hour period a week and put an X through it. Just take out your pencil and put an X through it and call it Sabbath. Call it Sabbath. Set it aside. And on that day, just put all of the workaday stuff off to the side. That means no cell phones, no pagers, no email, no Facebook. <laughs> Unless that gives you rest. We're getting to that though, alright? See, look at it. And they're all like, I'm into this Sabbath preacher, but don't be taking away my Facebook now. Don't be taking away my Facebook. And on Sabbath day, it's a day to put aside all of those fix it, paint it, remodel it, change it projects that stack up on the Sabbath day. God says let the dishes sit in the sink. 
On the, Michelle likes that one. Amen. I'm taking Sabbath today. She's going home. She says, let the dishes stay in the sink. Let the laundry pile up. Let the dust sit there. Because you know what? On Sabbath day, God hands you a big remote control and says, push pause. Push pause on that remote. Because when you get back from Sabbath, you can hit that play button and everything that you left on the other side of Sabbath is still going to be there. None of it's going to have changed except one thing. You will have changed. You will come back to all of the stuff that you left behind, more rested, more refreshed, more refilled, more renewed. You'll be able to do all of those things that God has called you to do with a kind of joy that you wouldn't find otherwise. So, what do you do on your Sabbath day? If you can find a day to take off and have off. What is God calling us to do? Well, the first thing I believe God calls us to do on Sabbath is to rest. Find a way to bring rest to your body and peace to your soul. Find something that renews you or refills you or rejuvenates you. And Sabbath rest will be different for different people. Some people will find rest by listening to some soft music and settling down with a good book. Others will find Sabbath on the golf course or on the fishing hole. Some will find Sabbath by going to a movie. Others will find it by going to a long lunch with friends. What is it that gives you rest? What is it that gives you a break from everything else that's going on in your life? Make sure that you are making space for that. And the second thing God calls us to do on our Sabbath day, the first is rest. The second is play. On your Sabbath day, Goof off. Goof off. Find something that you enjoy doing. Play with your kids. Play with someone else's kids. Come get my kids. <laughs> no, I'm not joking at all. <laughs> that would be Sabbath for us. We're getting to that. We're getting to that. You know, take your dog for a walk. I don't know, color. Get a coloring book and color. And don't stay inside the lines. Paint, draw, do something you enjoy doing. Throw a frisbee, throw a ball, throw a party. Just do something that I think David is made for Sabbath, right? <laughs> you know, do something that's fun. God has built it into the fabric of creation. God has commanded it. Did you catch that? It's a commandment. Not just a suggestion. God says, this is how my people will be. They won't be people who just know how to worship well. They won't be people who just know how to behave well. They will be people who know how to rest well. They will be people who know how to rest well. So I know what you're saying out there. Preacher, that's some good preaching. That's some good preaching. You ain't had kids long enough yet. How on earth am I supposed to push that into the busyness of our lives and our schedule? Well, let me tell you how Bridget and I have had to do it. And we've had to wrestle to get Sabbath into our lives. We've had to wrestle it into our lives. And it does begin by pulling out your calendar and having a conversation about where it fits in your lives. For us, because Sunday is a work day for me, Sabbath isn't, Sunday isn't our Sabbath day. Thursdays is our Sabbath day. And we... Put an X on Thursdays. That is our family Sabbath day. 
And here's what we do. We have breakfast together as a family almost every Thursday morning. We try to find some place where they got chocolate chip pancakes. And we have them. Then I get to play trains and play catch with the boys before they take a nap. In the afternoon, if they're napping, I might be napping. I might be reading. I might be writing. And then almost every Thursday, Bridget and I have a date night. We have a date night. We get a babysitter. It's usually Lauren. Lauren helps us with our Sabbath. And we budget for that babysitter. And we'll tell you that it's the best money we spend all week. Because we get out of the routine of our lives and we get Sabbath as a couple. And we get Sabbath. I mean, having Lauren over a Sabbath for my boys too. Because they think she's the bomb. So it's Sabbath across the board for us. And on Monday nights, Monday nights is boys' night at our house. That's my Sabbath with the boys. And that's Bridget's Sabbath from the boys. We've had to wrestle Sabbath into our lives because otherwise we would fill it with all of the things that this life in this world demands of us. And God says, you have been given permission to take a break, to put it on pause for one 24-hour period. I am God. I have got it under control. And truth be told, people, there's not much you can do to add or subtract to what I've already done. So would you just take a break for a moment and enjoy the ride? You know, uh, tomorrow's Labor Day. And it would be easy to take this free day that the world has given us and fill it with things to do on our to-do list. It would be easy to take care of that project that you've been waiting to take care of all summer long. And if that project doesn't give you rest, I'm giving you permission to just cross it off the list. If you're one of those guys who enjoys hammering and nailing and painting, if that gives you rest, then tomorrow is your day to do that. But whatever gives you rest, it's easy for me tomorrow. i got a free day. Bridget will tell you, I've spent more labor days than she would care to count sitting in a church office trying to catch up. And because of this commandment, we are saying no more. It's an invitation to rest. And I'm giving you that permission because God's given that permission to us to look at your life tomorrow and in the weeks and months to come and find time for Sabbath. It will change your life. God has commanded it. What a God we have. That in the midst of all God asks of us, God also says, hey, take a break. Lean on me. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Jesus is our Sabbath. He is our rest. In just a moment, you'll be invited to come to the communion table. And at that communion table, we will experience that ever-present Spirit of our God. That God that carries us through the busy times and invites us to find Sabbath rest. Now you're probably wondering, what did I do with that free day that that professor gave me? How did I use that time? Well, I was going to school in in the Chicago area, in Evanston. And uh, I grew up in the 80s and I was a big fan of the movie Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Remember Ferris Bueller's Day Off? I tried to live that day that day and... uh, um, 
We went to that great art museum. And I've been thinking that whole year, I want to get to that art museum. And on that Sabbath day, I just went and looked at art all day. And then on the way home, if you've ever driven up um, Lakeshore Drive there in Chicago, you know there's Navy Pier. And in the middle of Navy Pier is the biggest Ferris wheel you have ever seen. And that Ferris wheel, every time that I drove past it that year in seminary, said, ride me, ride me, ride me. And I said, I'm too busy. I got papers to do and studies to study and all these kinds of things. And that Ferris wheel kept saying, ride me. On that Sabbath day, I rode that Ferris wheel five times. Sure, when I got back to my uh, uh, dorm that night, was there homework to do? You bet there was. Were there papers to write? You bet there was. Were there books to read? You bet there was. Do I remember any of the books that I read that night? No. Do I remember any of the papers I wrote that night? No. Do I remember any of the homework that I completed that night? No. But I will never forget the day of looking at great art and riding the Ferris wheel five times in a row. Find the Sabbath, friends. Find the Sabbath. And may you begin that tomorrow. And we're going to live into that reality today as we come to the, come to the Lord's table.